Sports Talk with the Farm. Welcome here from Portland, Oregon. Mojo here. Got uh, Farmed on the line from uh, from Miamisburg Gardens. It's the Farms live from the Miamisburg Gardens, 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 Gardens. And also, we have a special guest this week on the podcast with Sports Talk with the Farm. We've got uh, the Munns on the line as well. Thank you for joining us, Munns. Hey, thanks for having me. So that brings us to our first topic, which would be the NFL guys. A really kind of topsy-turvy start to the season has kind of leveled out, and we see a couple big-time division winners here. Uh, you got the Chiefs, the Saints, the Rams all in the playoff charge, as well as the Chargers. What do you think of the current playoff uh, run, Farm? I think, first of all, being a little local here, you got to look at the fact that Browns are still in the hunt this late in the season playing games that are relevant. you got Baker Mayfield uh, at home versus Cincinnati this week. Very interesting. Battle of Ohio. Um, let's see what the young guys are doing this year. And, again, you got Buffalo, New England. Is New England going to struggle? And, it, you know, can these young guys come up and make plays for Buffalo? We'll see. They have some valid points there. I believe that there are some teams that are on the outside looking in, but still have an opportunity to make that wild card or that division title uh, their name. And, um, you know, I, like uh, Mojan mentioned, you know, there are some teams that have already qualified. Uh, is that going to help them or is that going to kind of give the other teams kind of that hope, like, hey, you know what, we're still fighting for that spot which actually might propel them into conference championship game. And you've got uh, the Saints, the Rams, and then the the Bears all 1-2-3, and 12-2, and 11-3, and 10-4. And the Cowboys there hanging out, the Seahawks, the Vikings, and the Eagles all in play. Yeah, I like, are, I like to see how really making a run this year. You took a Russell Wilson, really been able to develop his skill set there. Seattle's getting back where they do best is run football, play uh, really good defense up in the Pacific Northwest. It's going to be interesting down the run for them. And, of course, the Patriots now still in the next, run with the Texans and the Chiefs. To, go ahead. With the Chiefs and the Texans, uh, the Patriots are still in the mix. And what do you think about a fifth seed Chargers at 11-3? and three? They, San Diego, or as we would now say, the Los Angeles Chargers, are a very sneaky team. Um, however, it seems like sometimes they play down to teams that are less superior than them. Uh, so if they get a chance to play a team that's a little bit better, it seems like they always step up their game a little bit and really push forward for that victory. Well, mine's... Do you think the Texans are kind of the hidden gem of the whole, the whole thing? They could be. They have a stud quarterback, and their defense, if you get them down in Texas, down in Houston, those guys can play. And um, 
that defense is the real deal when they bring their A game. So I, I think that Houston definitely has a chance of making a run. Um, who knows? I mean, it could be that they end up playing a team that many people believe could be a Super Bowl contender, and they could easily knock them off. And you can't really count out with the Steelers in their weak record. You can't count out the Ravens, and you can't count out the Browns, as uh, Farm said. But you almost really can't True. count out the Bengals as well, Farm. Yeah, the Bengals are still playing for their playoff life, so to speak. It's going to be a real dog and cat fight there uh, in Cleveland. But I think what Munz was saying is, is true. I, I like Houston Texas, the weapons they have down there with Watson and J.J. Watt. Uh, Clowney there coming off the edge. A uh, really sound team all the way around. But you know my sentiments on Phillips Rivers. I think he's one of the best guys out there doing it. And uh, a big win, they could really uh, you know, move forward into the playoffs. And I think they have the, the, the team now behind Phillips Rivers to make a real surge. And you can see that number sure. three spot uh, be uh, a different uh, team. It could be the, uh, the Bills after this week playing uh, now the uh, haphazard uh, Patriots. What what about the uh, situation with the Patriots farm? Well, the Patriots after the day of the recent news are kind of looking who they're going to go to uh, deep down the field with uh, news coming. Josh Gordon suspended uh, drug policy. He's going to be suspended indefinitely. This is what his seventh, eighth time. The reason why Cleveland kind of let him go. Cleveland kind of gives up on him. Kind of even though. You, see the talent every every week it's just what's going on between the ears and his mental health but i think he needs to give himself pride as he decides to step away from the team and it's suspended indefinitely well you've got it that's uh, you've heard it here the nfl roundup sports talk with the farmed Welcome back. Sports Talk with the Farms. Of course, we've got the Farm live from Miamisburg Gardens. You don't park your car at the garden. And this week we've got a special guest with us. The Munz Lalore. Munzee, yeah. live with us on the line from Norway. Thanks for having me. Now, we're, we're coming in really to the golden part of the season for college football. It's where we all collect our sweaters, not the ugly Christmas sweaters, but the sweaters that we wear for our, our favorite teams and wear them on Saturdays. What T-shirt are you going to be wearing, Munz, and why? Um, I'm going to have to uh, sport a couple of them. I, I'm a big Michigan fan, and I like Notre Dame as well. And um, I'm also going to be having to probably sport the uh, Penn State gear. Um, those three teams, I believe, are all top-notch programs. Uh, but I believe the 
the Fighting Irish are in the playoffs, um, among three others. And then the Michigan Wolverines, they're in a pretty top-notch bowl as well. Um, hopefully they can pull it out and get another victory and propel them for big things in the future. And then, obviously, Penn State. I mean, who doesn't love a litany, uh, Nick? Lions. Well, that's where I think the farm's probably going to jump in and talk about the top four teams that are going to the playoffs, right? Yeah, we'll start off again where we left off in the Midwest where it all began. Uh, Notre Dame faced a tough matchup with Clemson and all that southern speed they have. Uh, Davos Sweeney doing a great job during that program. But Ryan Kelly's really got his... Uh, and full trying to, you know, gather in that speed as, as they play this at the 29th uh, against Clemson. And again, you got Alabama and Oklahoma. Can the Heisman Trophy winner produce some more magic before he goes on to uh, being a prospect in Major League uh, against Alabama, a team that's just been there since the beginning? I mean, they've been there since they started the uh, playoffs. Seems every year Nick Saban's got that team ready to go. A uh, great matchup. I'm taking Clemson in that game, but I think Notre Dame gives them a run for the money. And, of course, I'm going to go with Alabama there. I think the team's just too good. Uh, Oklahoma to overcome. Good picks there. I, I believe um, your picks definitely have a, a good chance of winning. I'm going to go on – be the outlier here, and uh, I'm going to actually go with Notre Dame and Oklahoma in the championship game. I like where your head's at, Mund. I think it's it's time for the big boys to finally step up. Alabama's, I think, won it every year since they've uh, brought the program along. Am I right, Munds, or no? You are, and I believe that this year Alabama has some quality players, but I just feel like the Oklahoma Sooners really have an edge to them that we haven't seen in some time. And Notre Dame has a, has a large upper class of juniors and seniors, and they want nothing to do more than prove people wrong that they deserve to be there. And I feel like those two teams could definitely beat the other two, and it would be an awesome matchup for a championship game. Well, there, that says the Muns in this week's roundup of college football. But in some bonus coverage, who do you think is going to be the ultimate uh, uh, big impact player that goes to the NFL uh, farmed uh, uh, from this class? From this class, it seems like a lot of defensive players. I think, first of all, you got to start in Michigan, putting two guys at the top 10 probably off that defense. Well, they will stop Ohio State, but overall, the great players with uh, uh, Sean Gary, number one overall uh, recruit coming out into Michigan as a, as a freshman, and then having a great career there uh, as a probably number two overall pick. I think he's going to be a great help for anybody else. And Devin Bush declared today. Uh, he's not going to play in the Peach Bowl. Uh, a guy him about seven to ten is going to help a guy on the inside, a guy that can cover. Um, and, and multiple packages and be a real help for teams right away. Yeah, I would agree. Um, there are some other key, other players that definitely can make an impact in the NFL. And Sports talk. Down the road. Very curious to see who the players. The farms.
that will wrap up the coverage of uh, college football this week. So we got the farmed live from Miamisburg Gardens and the Muns live from Norwood. Thanks, guys. Join us next time. Sports Talk with the Farmed. Welcome back. Sports Talk with the Farmed. Farmed live from Miamisburg Gardens. How you doing tonight, Mr. Moe? And Sir Munzalot in Norwood. Thanks for having me again. Really appreciate the time. It's North Norwood. Get it right. No sir. Well, I think, uh, you know, the MLB, not many people are thinking about Major League Baseball at this time of the year, I would imagine, Mr. Munzee. But I think the farmed. Sports talk with the farm. We are talking about it. So, with that being said, a couple big signings so far. Looks like uh, a couple other teams are on the hunt. Some interesting news coming from out of some uh, some big markets and some small markets. To cover those small markets, we're going to turn to uh, the Muns and uh, what he thinks is coming up in this 2019 season. Yeah, uh, so there were some good signings within the last few weeks. Um, currently, there are teams that are in the in the hunt to get some of these big name free agents, but you know, in Cincinnati there was a Tanner Roark signing, which they received for Tanner Rainey, which was a uh, reliever. Uh, so I believe it was the first Tanner and Tanner trade by any team in the major leagues. Uh, also, um, it's like Andrew McCutcheon uh, received his payday. Uh, Fifty million, I believe, for four years with the Philadelphia Philadelphia Phillies, and of course you have Nathan Evaldi who resigned with the big market Austin World Series Red Sox champions, and uh, you know I think those are all quality signings. Um, you guys have any suggestions on maybe schemes of where some of these other free agents that are looming where they would go? Well, I mean, I think that uh, you got uh, Carlos Santana, I believe, uh, not to be confused with a guitar player. I believe he was uh, on the move as well right there, uh, Farm. Yeah, coming back over from the Phillies, uh, they let Edwin, Eddie, and Carcion go, uh, trying to probably lighten up the salary cap a bit, and our salary a little bit, and bring it in Santana for a second stint there in Cleveland. No tribe. I would think that uh, adding a Santana to that already pretty stout uh, rotation would bring uh, some some dread and the fear of uh, some other teams in that division. What do you think, Munz? Do you think Kansas City Royals, uh, maybe the uh, the White Sox, need to step up now after those moves? Um, no, I don't think so. I think that those two teams have a plan put into place. 
and I believe that they have received some quality players, uh, and they're going to be stacking their minor league system. And I believe that over time, over the next couple of years, you'll start to see Chicago and Kansas City really start to make a push to either be a division winner or possibly maybe a World Series contender. Well, you get uh, J.A. Happ. He's back in New York. Uh, Yankees brought him back. 7-0 and with 2.69 after uh, getting acquired after the trade. What do you think, uh, Munz? I think that's a great signing for them. He's a left-hander. Um, you know, anytime that you can get a left-handed pitcher, especially in the American League, is a must. I mean, you got to get those left-handed batters out. And, you know, with the quality pitching that they need, he's a veteran that can definitely lead the way. Well, it looks like also Joe Kelly uh, signed a uh, three-year deal with the Dodgers. Uh, what do you think about that for an already pretty crowded uh, uh, locker room there in Los Angeles, uh, Farm? Yeah, uh, pretty big signing. Like I said, that team was already pretty loaded. Of course, Machado's going to be leaving there as a free agent. But that's the outfield that really, you know, I, I think they're a team that's still in contention for uh, Bryce Harper. Uh, where these stars are going to go, I think it to me is the most interesting topic. We'll see what happens. I think the White Sox, as he was talking, I think they could be in the mix. If they get both of these stars on the same team, a team like the White Sox, or even a team like the Dodgers that's willing to go out and spend that money to compete with the Red Sox, could be an interesting story. Yeah, I'd really like to see where the power switches with someone like uh, Bryce Harper or Machado landing in, let's say, the same division or, let's say, on the same team. Uh, in closing months, what do you think? Uh, what do you think those guys are going to land at Machado and uh, uh, Bryce Harper? Uh, that, that's a tough call right there. I mean, they're both veterans. They're both quality athletes. Um, it's the way that the league is running this day. I believe that the teams that have the most money to spend are going to be the ones that are that, that lands either one or both of those players. Um, I know that some of these smaller markets do not have the the assets to be able to provide for those guys, but you know I would say you know a New York, maybe a Chicago, possibly a LA. Um, one of those teams is definitely going to land at least one of those two. Well, that was the MLB rundown with the Fart and Muns here on. Sports Talk with the Farm. Welcome to Sports Talk with the Farm. Live from Miamisburg Gardens. And we also have a special guest this evening, live from Norwood. Well, yeah, some people would say Norwood, but it's actually, I'm in Mason. 
Actually, Christopher Munns, the Munns, is on the line here, joining us. Thank you for having me. Sports Talk with Farmed. I think uh, we uh, have a couple things to talk about in the NFL. Current playoffs. Yeah, I think the hot topic today is going to be the Josh Gordon uh, suspension indefinitely there from the Patriots. It'll be a big hit for their receiving game. But you got to look at uh, what Josh Gordon was able to bring to the field for them this year and then what kind of loss that's going to be. But him personally, this is not his first trip to the suspension uh, road and you know, I just think a lot of people are kind of getting tired of the, the antics, you know, whatever his mental health may be. But I just think right now, uh, you know, this suspension really uh, going to hurt his job going forward. And I think some folks are talking he may never play again in the NFL. Which you know, you look what the Browns did, bringing him in, uh, second pick, and the compensatory round. He could have been number one, but he had failed drug tests coming out of Baylor, played with RG3. Um, the talent's definitely there, but this time around, I think he may not find another team. It seems like it may be his last go-round. And what are the Patriots going to do now? Well, that's where I think the Muns has some uh, insight on maybe the Patriots. Yeah, um, Mark, you have some good points there in regards to uh, – the athlete Josh Gordon, um, just kind of going through some of the, the key points he had mentioned. Um, I knew that when he came into the league early, he was one of the league leaders in receptions per yard. Um, also, um, I know that Tom Brady was uh, trying to mentor him and try to help him along um, as he and the rest of the team were kind of moving forward towards a, another division title. Um, you know, when he was with Cleveland, one of the things that, uh, you know, a lot of AFC North, uh, fans were worried about was the fact that he could spread the yard or the field so much to that way, um, you know, kind of put the defense on an edge, you know, either having to force them to kind of play cover two or possibly figure out what's, what way would be to defend this guy. And, um, you know, with new England, you know, being able to get him from Cleveland, I thought was a huge, huge upgrade because there were so many injuries in New England's offensive attack that when they got him, you started to see that team kind of start to trend upward. And uh, now that he's been suspended, uh, you know, who's going to be the next guy that's going to step up? Well, you've got the Bills visit, uh, visiting the uh, Patriots this weekend. Uh, what do you think about their odds of uh, uh, losing that game without that kind of support there, uh, uh, Farm? Yeah, like Muggs was saying, I mean, Josh Gordon was a leading receiver since he was eligible week four, I believe, with a little over 700 yards. So is it going to be, you know, um, Chris Hogan stepping up, or is it going to be Edelman getting more touches? Is it going to rely on some running backs out there? But I think Buffalo might have some for him, you know. Uh, the rookies coming along nicely. They're starting to put some pieces together. It could be real interesting. Hey, yeah, I could see where Buffalo might be able to be a spoiler. Um, it's hard, It's very difficult, though, to go up to Foxborough and defeat a team, especially you know after they've lost, uh, I believe, two games in a row. 
And, uh, you know, if they win one more game, I believe they're the division title uh, for that AFC East round position. So, um, you know, I I believe that New England's going to pull through. Um, it just seems that, like, the division is just too weak. And just the players with New England, they're just willing to step up when their back's against the wall and just push through the heartaches. Well, that's the NFL focus, defocused on sports time you know, I, I don't with the think, farm. I don't think Josh Gordon, just because he leaves New England, is going to affect them entirely. They have a, a strong, they have a strong running game with two or three guys that can easily run or catch the ball um, and then make plays down the field. Um, well, I think I mean, with Josh Gordon, he's able to, like you said, take that top off that defense. I just don't know on that team right now, besides maybe Gronk going out of the team, who's really doing that now? That's something they've always been looking for, and that's one thing they gave him, that deep ball. Well, that's the, uh, that's, uh, I, the, uh, I just don't think that Buffalo and then their next opponent, the New York Jets, are really as strong as... They almost do win that debate the by default, so I understand what you're saying. I mean, it's just, and it's sports talk with the farms. And focus. I, you know, I, I just think that um, you, know, you you have one of the better coaches in the league. You have a, a top-notch quarterback that can easily.